set on the slot back. Solomon in the hole there. Running backs are split behind Montana. Third and three. He has the ball. Montana rolling out the right. Looking toward the end zone. Throwing under pressure. Throws his pass. Caught by Clark. Hello, 49er fans, and welcome to the latest edition of the 49ers Paradise Podcast Show. Thank you all once again for tuning in. This week's show is unsponsored. If you're interested in sponsoring a 49ers Paradise Podcast Show, just drop me a line at brian at 49ersparadise.cjb.net. Of course, if you're interested in sending in your questions, comments, or just having your take on the 49ers, you can do so either by email or you can call into the show from local numbers from throughout the world, or from San Francisco, dial 1-415-376-7297. Then dial star 747-628-7149 when you're prompted to do so. There's a whole host of free calling numbers available on 49ers Paradise. Just click the phone link at the top of the page. Before I do go any further, I want to recommend all of you that you do some of your Christmas shopping at 49ers Paradise. There's a lot, a lot to choose from, whether you're buying for 49er fans or not. Um, Just click on the either banner on the main page, or you can click on the store link, and that's available by simply clicking in the navigation menu under miscellaneous contact. You can access the 49ers Paradise store. Now, There are a number of different areas in the store that you can check out. There's the bookstore, the paradise shop, the throwback store, or if you click on the fan store, that's where you can get merchandise for any NFL team, any NCAA team, NBA team, baseball team, hockey team, NASCAR merchandise, world sports like World Cup merchandise. So if you have a sports fan on your Christmas shopping list, you can get anything you want basically for them directly from 49ers Paradise. And obviously, anything you can do to help benefit the site like this would be a tremendous, tremendous asset to the site, and I greatly appreciate your help in this way. So please be sure to check out the 49ers Paradise store for your Christmas and holiday shopping. Thank you very much, and now let's get back to the real podcast show. Wow. It's been a little bit since I've done a show, about two weeks, and I apologize for that. Um, But two weeks, two wins, and a whole lot to talk about as the 49ers are finally in playoff contention. Wow, I can't believe I actually just said that, but you you got that right. If the 49ers actually win tomorrow, Sunday, they can pull out a first-place victory of the NFC West. And basically write their own ticket into the playoffs. Now, this is a long shot. It was a longer shot at the beginning of the season. I didn't expect the team to be here, but it's pretty amazing that this team could actually control its own destiny into the playoffs. And uh, we'll certainly see a whole lot as to what the character of this team is when it faces Seattle this weekend. And I'll have a whole lot more to talk about when we wrap up information on the stadium, the uniforms, Bill Walsh, The latest changes to the itinerary, of course the Jerry Rice celebration going on this weekend. There's an awful lot to talk about, but first I want to bring everybody's attention to two new features at 49ers Paradise. Uh, The first is pretty interesting. If you want, you can click on the interactive link in the navigation bar and scroll down to stock Alex Smith. You got that right. It's stock Alex Smith using the wonders of MSN Live, and uh, they've managed to incorporate a map with some of 
Alex Smith's top hangout, so you could uh, follow him around, see see what he's all about, see where he grew up, what high school he went to, where he swims, and a whole lot more. A lot of his current hangouts. It's very interesting to see, and of course, if you really wanted to, you could probably stake out some of his uh, hangouts and see if you could get a glimpse of the 49ers starting quarterback. So that's pretty cool. The second features um, one that was sort of necessitated not by um, something I wanted to have to implement on the site by any stretch of the imagination, but something that I think is worthy of implementing on the site, and that was um, with the news of Bill Walsh announcing to the world that he's suffering from leukemia, I've gone ahead and I've created a online card for Bill, and my intention is to allow anybody who wants to to share their wishes with Bill, and I know a lot of you have already done that. Over 36 of you have already done that. And you can uh, express your wishes. And I'm going to be sending a printout of this, uh, essentially an e-card, to uh, the coach on December 20th. So I encourage all of you who have not already to send their wishes. Um, and I'm sure he'll appreciate that. And the wishes will remain a fixed part of the site as well. So how can you do that? Well, you can click on the gold, plan, gold panning link in the navigation bar and choose Bill Walsh card. Or during the week between Tuesday and Thursday, there's also going to be a link that's automatically generated on the main page of 49ers Paradise, uh, right around where the score ticker is over the weekend and uh, on Fridays and Mondays. So definitely check that out. And I'm sure the coach would certainly appreciate your wishes, and um, I, I know a lot of you have already expressed uh, some great sentiment towards, towards Bill, and um, I encourage all of you to go ahead and do that. So those are essentially the new features on uh, 49ers Paradise. Of course, one is uh, obviously not something that I was hoping to ever have to implement on the site, but uh, I know it's something that Bill will appreciate. And that, of course, brings us to a whole lot to talk about, about the actual 49ers this week. And um, I guess a, a good place to start would be the stadium decision. And the stadium decision, for those of you, I guess, who have been living under a rock and uh, uh, or in a hole somewhere, may not have heard the 49ers are seriously considering moving to Santa Clara. And by moving, that would mean they would... Their intent is to keep the name San Francisco 49ers. Their intent would be, if they ever won a Super Bowl, to have the parade in San Francisco. Uh, but they would be moving the stadium uh, essentially across the street from their headquarters in Santa Clara. And uh, there are a lot of reasons for this, mainly because they can't work out a feasible stadium in San Francisco due to property restrictions, land uh, land taxes. Uh, it's not just a money deal. It's also a feasibility deal. It would involve building the stadiums or the world's largest parking structure for um, the, for the new stadium and for the fans to be able to park as well some infrastructure changes to the highways and and whatnot and from my understanding is it, it really is not a feasible project to build on the same site as the current stadium now whether or not another site exists in San Francisco that's something that uh, the mayor and, and the team, I'm sure, will be talking about because I, I know nobody's willing to just give up all hope on keeping the team in San Fran, but certainly indications are that the team is going to be going ahead with feasibility plans in Santa Clara as opposed to San Francisco and um, essentially put the ball in the 
city's court, and the city by the city I mean San Francisco, to show them a feasible plan to keep the stadium in San Francisco. Now, this has had repercussions, of course, and uh, San Francisco has had to withdraw its Olympic bid because they are not sure that they will have a stadium in order to go ahead with uh, the Olympics. Now, this is something I, I'm not overly familiar with the Olympic bidding process by any stretch of the imagination, but I found this quite puzzling. I've been to San Francisco and I've been to Santa Clara, and it's not a very long ways to travel between the two. So I'm not sure why they wouldn't be able to make use of the 49ers stadium in Santa Clara if need be um, for the for the bid. So I, my understanding is that John York even sent a letter to the mayor urging him to further explore backup plans um, to safeguard the city's bid, but I guess that never never went ahead. So I'm not sure why the bid was canceled. To me, it doesn't make sense that intuitively you have to cancel one if the other is put off, but uh, perhaps people who know more than I about the situation felt it was necessary. Now, the team was very determined to stick to the project at Candlestick Point, and I've spoken to a number rep of representatives with the 49ers, and basically they were not... It wasn't obviously their first choice to move to Santa Clara, but it is something that they felt was necessitated. Um, the interior of the stadium, as they move ahead, is expected to be the same. I imagine the exterior is going to change with the changing landscape as to where the stadium is positioned. There's a lot of feasibility studies that still has to come into play in terms of moving into Santa Clara, environmental impact studies, um, deals with the... Um, theme park that's around the corner they're gonna have to work out parking situations as well but a lot of the infrastructure highways public transportation is already in place and if the team is able to hold its san francisco 49er name then it would just join one of a number of teams such as the jets the giants the cowboys who do not play in their actual host city that they were named after it's also my understanding from talking with the representatives of the 49ers that John York did meet with Mayor Gavin Newsom, and at the meeting, York explained that the plan at Candlestick Point doesn't work for the team's fans. And I think by a, a large stretch of the imagination, the parking structure is something that is probably the biggest uh, biggest problem. Not only would construction be a hassle on traffic in and out of the stadium, but it would take way over an hour, possibly two hours, to dump the entire parking structure. And you can just imagine how frustrating it is getting to and from a game now, imagine leaving a game and sitting to leave a parking structure for two hours before you can even get on a road to drive anywhere. Um, of course, tailgating is impossible in a parking structure, which is another thing that I can't imagine fans would want to give up just to keep the team in its current location. Now, th that does not by any stretch of the imagination mean that every fan is behind this bid and that every fan thinks that this is the the right move would be to move to candlestick move from candlestick to santa clara but i think the more fans think about it and the more they realize well santa clara really isn't that much further especially if i'm going to have to wait between an hour and two hours to leave a stadium anyways there probably isn't um isn't going to be as much withdrawal from public relations from the fans as there would be if the team was moving to L.A. Or, or somewhere that's much further and much less accessible. And I don't think that John York has bitten the bullet, so to speak, in making this move. I also know that the mayor um, 
had several meetings with York in which York reiterated that he was happy to listen to proposals of San Francisco, but saying that the 49ers were moving forward with plans and apparently, or with plans in Santa Clara, and apparently the mayor just didn't take to these warnings that the team was going to look at its contingencies. And so the city really didn't have a, a, a bid to show the team. And um, uh, that's sort of where my understanding is. Now, personally, I'm obviously attached to the San Francisco 49ers and them playing in San Francisco. In a perfect world, that would happen. I am not familiar enough with the city to say, well, here's another alternative within the city as to where the team can look at. But I know that there were a number of sites that the team did look at. And right now, the ball is certainly in the city's court in order to try and keep the 49ers. But I don't think that the world will come crashing down if they move to Santa Clara. If anything, I think the team will have a lot of benefits from moving to Santa Clara. I think the infrastructure around it is fantastic. I think having your head office across the street from the stadium is fantastic. I think a new stadium in itself is fantastic, and and it's long, long overdue. So I do think that York has certainly put the pressure on San Francisco, And I think it was a good thing to do. It was a good negotiations tactic. And I think in the long run, it will probably prove a positive tactic for the team as well. Now, I know that a lot of fans may feel alienated from the move. But I think the more you think about this move and the more you think about how crappy it would be to have a team where you can't tailgate or to have six plus years of construction on the highways around the stadium, in the parking lot at the stadium... Um, I think the more you, more people think about that and the more they think about moving to a higher ground stadium where the turf will be better, um, the ability to attract better players because of the new stadium, the state-of-the-art equipment that will go along with it, the locker room, etc., I think, by and large, people are going to warm up to this idea, and I think, by and large, they're going to do it quickly. Again, from speaking to the representatives with the 49ers, it does sound like the team finally does have their heads screwed on straight as to what they want to do and how they want to move forward. The question will be if they can actually execute what they're saying. So that, of course, brings me to the next point, which is um, should the 49ers change their uniforms or not? After playing in their throwback uniforms, the beautiful red and gold colors, of course, of the glory years and, well, pre-glory years, Mike Nolan came out and said that he actually prefers those jerseys, and York came out and said that it would ultimately be up to the fans to decide. Now, no changes in store until at least 2008 because of certain league rules and whatnot. Um, But here's what I do know, or what my take is personally. I absolutely adore the old jerseys. I think they are a fantastic memory of the team's glory years and also of the team's trials and tribulations to get to those glory years. If the team does decide to change back to those jerseys, I think they have to leave them exactly as they were. To change them and to tweak them, as Mike Nolan suggested he might, I think would be the wrong move by every stretch of the imagination. Either go with what you have now, come out with something entirely new, or go with what you used to have. But don't take what you used to have and try and modify it in such a way that it's really adding insult to the jersey more than it would be having something new and vibrant and different. Now, overall, I think the team should stick with what it has, use those as a 
throwback jersey once, twice a season. And the reason for that is simply because I don't want to tarnish the memories that those jerseys came along with them. I think the jerseys they play in now are really nice jerseys, uh, great uniforms, and, and um, let them use these jerseys and build new memories around these jerseys rather than degrade the memories of the past jerseys. It's not a matter of are they worthy to wear them, are they not worthy to wear them. I just think that there's so much sentiment attached to the old jerseys um, and that if they could build similar sentiment with these jerseys, it would just be a, a historic way to look at the franchise. And certainly the coaching changes and the ownership changes and all that, I think it just makes sense to keep the jerseys as they are now. Now, I know pe some people prefer the other jerseys. Quite frankly, I prefer the other jerseys in terms of what they stand for. But if you actually put the two jerseys next to each other, move your bias and your memories aside, I I don't think anybody would think that the new jerseys are ugly or uglier than the old jerseys. I, I think, quite frankly, the new jerseys are sharp and quite good-looking. They stand for the 49ers, and they stand for a new era of the 49ers, which is exactly what we're looking at with this team, and hopefully an era that they can build around. So that's my take. I know ultimately it really doesn't matter which uniforms they take to the field in. Ultimately, ultimately what matters is the teams, the players, the coaches, the wins. But at the end of the day, if I had my preference, I would leave the old jerseys in the past, take them out once or twice a year, have a great game in them, win a couple more in them. But uh, who knows, if they ever made it to a Super Bowl, I still wouldn't want them wearing the old jerseys because those jerseys are a perfect 5-0. and Why risk going 5-1? and uh, Heaven forbid. So that's my take on the uniforms and the stadium is already wrapped up. So what that brings me to is my next point is about the 49ers itinerary and in that I mean that Coach Nolan for his away games has changed the itinerary and now has decided to take the team on the road a day earlier and I quite frankly don't blame him because in watching the team up until their last win on the road they looked flat particularly when going on the east coast it almost looked like they didn't wake up and so by taking the team across they have a bit more time to adjust to the city the time change and um, I think it makes a big difference for the team so I know it was the way that the team traveled under Walsh and under Seifert and I am very encouraged that Nolan has brought that back to the team and I do think it it is necessitated, and I don't think that the team will win every away game because of it, but I do think it puts them on much better standing to win those away games. So very happy with that change, and for those of you who are wondering, you know, well, is York really going to pay for an extra night stay every time they go on the road? That's an extra eight nights, and, you know, I don't know if they sleep in two people in a room or one person in a room but you gotta figure it's probably close to at least 50 rooms is he really gonna pay for that well he already did and he already committed to doing it so i think we are seeing a different john york these days and i think that's quite positive for most of us so what could be better than back-to-back -back wins is the real question and um, no, they weren't the most stellar offensive performances, but they were pretty stout defensive performances. And in beating Detroit, the 49ers looked like a team that actually had their head screwed on right. And in beating the Vikings, it was not a beautiful game. They won, though. And two games in a row is not something this team has done in an awfully long time. 
They've put themselves in position to control their own destiny into the playoffs and potentially through the playoffs. A win this week would be unbelievable. It would put them at 5 and 5 and it would put the Seahawks at 6 and 4 and suddenly the 49ers are in position where they could run the table and make a play for the wild card or if they run the table in theory they'd be beating the Seahawks one more time and they'd be winning the NFC West. That's not something I had thought the 49ers could do at the beginning of the season. It's still something that I think is probably a little bit a little bit beyond their reach. But it's reachable and it's there and suddenly the 49ers are a team that's real. So that's pretty amazing too. Heading into Seattle, the 49ers have one key thing working to their advantage and that's the injury story. And the injury story for the 49ers looks pretty much like this. Vernon Davis, questionable. They've been playing without him for quite some time. They're hoping he can come back and infuse the offense a little bit because, quite frankly, their offense has been a lot slower since he left, despite the fact that Eric Johnson has really picked up and caught a lot of balls. On the other side, they have Frank Gore injured. Now, Frank Gore is probable for the game. He was questionable earlier in the week. But the good news is he's probable. That's a concussion that he's recovering from, and there's really no reason to think that he won't be able to recover from this concussion. So that's the 49ers story. Now on the other side, there is the Seattle story. A quick trip down uh, Seattle's injury list reveals uh, uh, just a few more players who are inactive. Um, Josh Perry at running back is out with a foot injury. Linebacker D.D. Lewis is doubtful with a toe injury. Sean Alexander, key running back, questionable. He could actually return this week, but things are 50-50 with a foot injury. And wide receiver Bobby Ingram is questionable with illness. Quarterback Matt Hasselbeck, also there, Seattle's hoping he'll return this week from a knee injury, but he remains questionable. That's 50-50 chance. Their tackle, Sean Locklear. Their center, Robbie Tobeck. Defensive tackle, Rocky Bernard. Now we're starting to hit our probables. Cornerback, Kelly Herndon. And cornerback, Jimmy Williams. All probables. So, at the end of the day, what you have is a very banged-up Seattle team and hopefully a team that's ripe for the picking because the 49ers will need every advantage they can possibly muster in order to take on and defeat the Seattle Seahawks. So what does that mean? That means on offense they have to be able to attack, score points, score points early. They also have to be able to sustain drives. Defensively, the team really has to put pressure on the quarterback, especially if it's not Hasselback, because his inexperience will show with pressure. And so this game, especially if Alexander and Hasselback do not suit up, dare I say it, the 49ers could actually win it. And imagine that. Wouldn't that be something to be picking off the Seattle Seahawks who went to the Super Bowl last year. Now, the Niners have a lot, a lot to take care of on their end. On offense, they need to score more points than they have in the past two weeks. It's sort of been disappointing that they haven't scored more points over the past two weeks, and defensively, they need to bring it for against a superior team than they faced the two weeks, and they need to produce similar results. That's not going to be easy. This is not going to be an easy win if the 49ers do somehow manage to pull it out. But it is a character-building game and a game that will ultimately decide where the 49ers are going this season. If they win it, 
well, then this team has certainly begun to turn things around. If they haven't won it, then how they play this game, how competitive they are, will certainly have a big impact on where they stand for the rest of the rest of the season. So that that's it for this week's show, folks. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope to be speaking to you all sooner rather than later. Um, I've just been fighting some computer issues as well as just a lot more personal issues on my plate. I'm trying to recruit a couple uh, extra staff to help with the updates on the site, which will certainly allow me to do this type of post more often. So thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for remaining a big part of the 49ers Paradise community. And if you all have any idea as to how you can put the words out, go ahead and do so. I also want to encourage you all, this is a quite a large uh, suggestion, is to do your Christmas shopping on 49ers Paradise. If you have a 49er fan, check out the 49ers Paradise store. But if you're not a, if you don't have a 49er fan to buy for for Christmas, you can also check out the 49ers Paradise fan store because they have, or rather, it's offering merchandise for every NCAA team, NFL team, NBA team, Major League Baseball team, NHL, NASCAR, World Sports, you name it. It's offered in the 49ers Paradise store. So I definitely want to encourage all of you to have a look at that and see if there's something there for your Christmas shopping. I know it will definitely help out the site in the long run. So thank you all once again for tuning in. Take care and until next time, have a great week. But the days of the 49ers had only just begun.